Welcome to the Movieville Podcast, episode number 68. That's two away from 70. I'm good, and how are you? I'm, I'm great now that I heard you. That welcome, today's welcome was very strange. It's like you were mid-shit. You're like, welcome! <laughs> that was interesting I have to, to say, experience that with you. I'm incredibly excited for this episode. Yeah? Uh, we haven't spoken in two minutes. <laughs> Look, right, we're going to do a Star Wars episode because yep. some people don't like Star Wars and it, it's almost like they feel like it pollutes the other things that we talk about. So yeah. we didn't talk about it last episode too much, but a little yes. bit. And then we said, no, fuck that. We'll just do a separate episode. People who yep. like it can listen to it and everyone else yep. can just skip and wait six Absolutely. months for your timetable to catch up to another episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's going to take you like three weeks to listen to my, my edit anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is the therapy episode. <laughs> say what you mean. Just say what you mean. Get out of your system. Come it's on. what you said. It's the way you said it. It's the way you said it. It's your tone. You t- your tone was uh, horrible. I didn't like it. It made me you know, feel like an object. So we are in January. It is now January the 11th. <laughs> Uh, Rise of Skywalker had dropped on the 20th of December. So we've had a good few weeks to digest it. How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it once. I think for the first time, I don't want to watch it again. Oh, okay. I, this is a Star Wars movie I could, I'm happy with only watching once. It's just, yep. Damn. You can appreciate that. Damn you. I can understand that. Disney. Um. Why don't we talk about what you thought of it and, and why you were so disappointed? Because when you watched it, you said to me, and I quote, <laughs> what did you say? I'm very interested in your opinion in Rise. <laughs> I'm very interested in your opinion of Rise of Inadequate Star Wars Directors. <laughs> I mean, Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, I get confused. So I'm, I, that's very, for me, hearing that from you, like the biggest Star Wars fan that I know is, is confusing. Almost as confusing as how you got confused with the sheet directors and Rise of Skywalker. I'm, I'm curious as to why you thought the way about it that you did. At, at the time, I didn't realize Disney's genius strategy. It's absolutely fucking genius. What they've decided to do yeah. is make a super shit film called Rise of Skywalker, yeah. which is such a mess of made-up random characters, of redundant characters that seem to be there just to make sure that certain characters don't look too gay. Yeah. And and excessive CG to make up for, like, you know, story, uh, sexualized scenes of relationships that just don't need to be sexualized. And and all of this stuff they did was just genius because I didn't realize until recently that what they're actually doing is making The Last Jedi look good. Yep, an impossible feat. They did it. 
they did it. If there's one company that can do that, it's Disney. They made The Last Jedi look like a good movie. In fact, The Last Jedi is currently on Netflix here, and I might watch it because it's now a good film. Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. The massive FFS was my <laughs> review to this movie. It's just yes. the capital FFS, for fuck's sake. Like, now, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. Now, I, I, I was particularly disappointed because... I had just finished Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. And if anybody has ever seen Star Wars Rebels uh, and enjoyed it, you know that that show is full of Star Wars fandom. Just it's full of all the things that you love about Star Wars. It's it's just when you kind of go from a high of watching Star Wars Rebels and then you start watching Rise of Skywalker. Oh my word. It's a massive disappointment. It's It's... So why was it a disappointment for you? Like if we were to do a sort of writing breakdown, a sort of story structure breakdown of what, of what the holy fuck happened there. What's, what's the word that you, you use a lot? Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, No, seriously. It's, um, I, I, from a, if we were going to do like a story breakdown, I would, the term MacGuffin would come up a lot. Um, yeah. I, I mean, let's, let's look at, let's look at towards the end. Okay. I mean, there's, there's a lot more that happened in between, but there's a lot, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that pissed me off about, about what happened. We're talking about the relationship between Ray and Kylo or Ben, how she was tortured mentally and effectively physically as well by Kylo this whole time. And all of a sudden they see each other for the first time when he's Ben and they want to kiss. Was What is that supposed to represent? Am I supposed to believe that she was undergoing some form of Stockholm syndrome and all of a sudden she wanted to be in love with him? Did she love him the whole time? Why didn't we know about this? Why weren't we told about this? She looked like she had the most the the most contempt for any human being that has any ever existed in her eyes when she was talking to him when she was talking about him when she was connecting with him through the force and they probably had sex through the force i don't even know anymore <laughs> they yeah because there's a you can do a little bit of communication a little bit of interaction right so right yeah a little bit you, of communication a little bit of interaction pass me your lightsaber hey let's do that Get- you can pass an object through that connection you can pass an object the size of a lightsaber Right, so it's definitely possible. This that that was the other thing that really frustrated me. Is it okay? You're you've you're you're well versed in in the lore of Star Wars. I would say, is it Sadly possible? So, to, yeah. Is it possible to pass through objects through the Force? No, I think this is a this is a very new thing that they introduced in the Last Jedi, um, and uh, they hinted at it in the Last Jedi where. Yeah. Um, after they had been connected, Kylo was standing there, and he was because it was raining where Ray was, and Kylo was standing there, and he was wet. Yeah. And, so there was. You are such a terrible person. Look at your face right now. <laughs> this is why we do an audio recording, and not a video recording. That oh. is, you are a terrible person. Goodness. <laughs> um, how you can't. You can't, and I don't. I don't want to sound like a fanboy or, a, you know, a, a butthurt Star Wars fan. But you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't expect us 
to understand and watch and read all of these other expanded expanded universe stories and then change it like that like that that doesn't work there are i I would they don't give a shit about the expanded universe they've changed they've shown that over the last uh three movies um but it is another version of what luke did at the end of the last jedi where Mm. he sort of made this sort of force hologram thing that was you could you know touch touch and feel it and he could Mm. even make um those sabak dice yeah. Or whatever the, the, the of Hans that he replicated and gave to Leia as a gift. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I can deal with that. That's not the stuff that bothered me at all. I mean, l- looking at it as a story, um, the amount of story points that were fucked up was just so strange. So mm. like Zuri was it Zuri mm. that was introduced as a character? Uh, um, so we can the one with the helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, almost as if to say, look, Poe is not gay. Yeah. Uh, just like Rose seemed to be introduced to say, look, Finn is not gay. And it's like, but yeah, it was like, she's done the job. She's showed us that Finn can have this somehow, you know, the, 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 it was such a desperate attempt at trying to do the opposite. I mean, even I think Oscar Isaac said in one interview that they just, they were cowards. They didn't want to go down the obvious route, which is just have one Star Wars first gay, first big gay relationship. Mm. Um, I mean, they've done it in the books. So mm. The other thing was the whole Paul Putin story. Now, it was very, very obvious where they were going because have you, you, have you started reading the Aftermath trilogy? Yes. So Aftermath is new canon, new canon. Um, and it's great. It's absolutely great read. And uh, some of the things that are in that and some of the other stories like Alphabet Squadron and Alphabet Squadron were in the, uh, kind of in the movie, which is uh, very cool so many references to existing stories that suggested that Ray was from this planet where in the aftermath trilogy, you see that the emperor had his backup base yeah. uh, where, where the end of the, where the empire finally fell, where the final war was fought. Um, and she's from that planet. And on that planet in this base, he seemed to have had a cloning facility. Right. Um, and, um, he was he was big into clones. That was a thing, yeah. um, and it wouldn't have been just to clone himself. It would have been to clone anyone that was powerful. Uh, we still haven't followed up the story of Luke's hand, right? Because she's using Anakin's saber, which Luke was using when he fought Vader, had his hand sliced, and yeah. where is the hand? Uh, in the books, it was weirdly suggested that the emperor had it because his base was called the plaintiff hand. Hmm. Um, man, I, there was that. Then there was other weird stuff going on. Like they hinted at the Abeloth story with, uh, um, the Jedi temple being built above this thing that was just a dark hole in the ground. Um, she was able to go and communicate there with this dark energy, ask it a question about who she was. She was shown herself as a reflection of when she said, show me my parents. That is what a clone would be shown. And then suddenly in the last movie, it's almost like they made a marketing decision and said, really, we want to say that she's a clone and she doesn't have parents. What message does that send to these children that are watching this? Is that what we want to do as Disney? We're a family company company that makes films for children and we're going to say that this woman is a, a tortured abandoned clone nah let's just give her some fake parents and then have them killed yeah 
what? <laughs> oh, it was a very obvious corporate uh, thing that seems to have happened there. It doesn't make any sense at all, man. So many weird things. So many. Um, weird things. There was the. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of potential for like the cross referencing with expanded universe stories, like the ghost. Um, was kind of there when the rebels showed up. Um, I'm, I'm sure there were like a bunch of other ships from expanded universe stories because there's a bunch of ships that I had never noticed before from like maybe the comics and stuff like that. Um, when we talked about, we've, we even discussed, I can't remember if we discussed it um, in that Star Wars episode where you talked about the dagger. Oh, the dagger yeah. of Mortis. Yeah. That was just a dagger. Just turned out to be a dagger. It's just a knife. That looks exactly the same as this other knife. I mean, Snap Wexley died, right? That was the most traumatizing yeah. thing. That was, yeah. Like, if you read the books, you follow the the the, the beginning of the stories of this kid, yeah, uh, who builds one of the most dangerous droids in the entire Star Wars universe, and then mm. he becomes a pilot, mm. like his mum, and he becomes this new rebellion hero, and then just crashes into the side of a Star Destroyer and dies. Like what? That was traumatizing. That was like the the film's still carrying on, and I was sitting there going, "But, but, but, snap! <laughs> what the fuck?" Ah, oh, I was disappointed thoroughly because when I'd watched Rebels, I, I, you know what, I, it's tough because when you watch something like Rebels, you think to yourself, "Surely they can, they can't top this. They can't, maybe you know, can they, can they get any better than this?" And then you watch something that has maybe a budget that's 10, maybe a hundred fold. And you are just presented with something that has a fraction of the amount of excitement that something like Rebels did. Rebels had so much depth, so much um, nuance inside every single character within the stories that they were telling. They were they were talking about not just the, the, the stories that we know of, but for someone like you who's read a bunch of the books, they were talking about stuff that's happened outside of the universe and they're doing a lot of fan service and they were doing, they were talking about things that um, set things up for the future. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, isn't that what Rise of Skywalker is supposed to be doing? Yes, they're closing off a trilogy and a saga or whatever, but you don't introduce characters to us that aren't going to bring any value afterwards. Like, um, what was her name? Um, Je was it Jenna? The one where, uh, the one who was, um, being creeped on by, uh, Lando Calrissian at the end. He's like, well, let's go find out. Oh, him. that was very weird. That was strange. Wasn't it? He's like, where, where are you from kid? That? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's Lando. Yeah. So like nothing Lando does in that kind of context really looks suddenly he's the caring granddad. Yeah. No, he's yeah, still Lando. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, 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 am player. I, I saw that and I, I looked around and I'm thinking, is anybody else picking this up? Is, he's is still, am I the only one who feels like this is really creepy? He is, says he to her, where are you from kid? Exactly. It was just one line. It was just an inch short of, well, hello there. Yeah, but we see best people as well said that. He said, well, let's go find out. And then they both exchanged a look. Her, her look was 
as innocent as whatever it's supposed to be. But his look was like, (laughs) 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 you know, and I mean, um, it felt like the characters they had built up to this point, they'd completely thrown away. Ray seemed to have a lot of potential when we're at force awakens and, you know, last Jedi, that scene with her and Kylo, uh, in Snoke's throne room was beyond awesome. Like I was probably my, my highlight of this trilogy. And then it went down from there. It just seemed as though nothing happened in this film. Well, I and mean, then, everything, everything happened, but nothing well, happened. Yeah. Everything happened for the sake of it happening. Yeah. And let's not talk about, let's, you know, let's not forget even, shall I say the introduction of a new character played by, you know, Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Moynihan. Sounds like he a was in uh, Lost. I didn't watch Lost. Oh. Lost was very um, painful to watch. I was still going to give it a go. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I know yeah. that face. Him. He's so he was other things that a were brand new character, well. and he was given more lines than Kelly Marie Tran's character, Rose. Yes. So she was introduced in the last film, seemingly supposed to be an important character. And then this guy shows up from nowhere, has a bunch of lines, and then he's nowhere to be seen of. Who was this guy? Like, are we supposed to know him? I don't know. No. This is... No, it's just weird. So, what did you think of um, the weird... I mean, what the hell was going on on in the arena audience at that Sith temple? Oh. The place. I was going to ask you about that. Is that what is that supposed to be? Fuck knows. I have no idea. That was so weird. It was like, are these all just like hundreds of clones of Palpatine or something? What? what? I mean, this is a bigger tragedy than the tragedy of (laughs) Darth Plagueis Plagueis the Wise. This is an extreme tragedy. And and, and, and what's what's with, you know, if you make an X with two lightsabers... <laughs> it 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 somehow amplifies the reflective power of the shit you're what the fuck my assumption I mean, was that was, this was terrible that it was um sending X-Factor. the power of the jedis before her <laughs> to X-Factor. palpatine but also Jedi X Factor. Palpatine's a genius, effectively. Okay, he's he's developed the this massive fleet with a thousand more star destroyers, super star destroyers, whatever the hell they are, and yet he doesn't have the wherewithal to stop firing lightning bolts from his fingers when it's coming back to him. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's like a weird feedback loop. Like, come on, melt face. This is you've been through this once already. And you know what happens if you don't stop with the, with the thing. Um, but what was interesting is I, I, I liked, and I, regardless of it not making any sense, the voices of the Jedi past. Yeah. I absolutely lost my shit when I heard Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice. Kanan. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the highlight of that film for me like that having just watched rebels and then going straight from that to hearing Kanan's voice, I was like, Oh, Oh my, but, but I just, 
it gives me hope that we'll see something interesting, but I'm glad that this nightmare is over. Man, uh, I, I can't even. They, well, there was something about that scene that really bothered me. Oh, that's it. So she has, I don't know what sleight of hand bullshit Kylo Ren did where oh, yeah. she blew up a shuttle with her lightning thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> Kylo just has this look on his face like, she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like at that point, he knows the game is, this is, this is the game is over. Yep. But why not? I mean, they missed such a, an amazing look. The whole history of the of the Jedi goes back to a, a time when people were trying to balance um, the positive and negative sides of their thing. Yeah. And when things go out of balance, the Force itself takes action to put things back into balance. Right. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. this this the, the the law that George Lucas decided to put in place and Dave Filoni and everyone else after him who has been a decent director um, (laughs) has followed and it would have been so nice to close off the saga by having this person that was doing that Ahsoka type thing that has brought these two things back into balance so that then you then you can have a new beginning instead everything is completely out of whack once more because they killed you know, she did Jedi X Factor on the fucking <laughs> de- decrepit old man clone yep. of Palpatine. And so what does that say? That says that nothing, no one's learned anything in two and a half thousand years. So that was, again, a shambles. Uh, I mean, so far, this is just a massive complaint episode, but there were some good things like Mandalorian. Yes. So we can actually talk about it now. Yep. So why is um, it so good? Why is it so good? I remember talking about this um, last year at some point with you yep. on an episode where we talked about kind of, I think it was D23 and we'd saw the trailer for Mandalorian or the teaser. And we were talking about how when you watch the trailer, it looks like, the production value of it looks like it should belong in the cinema. Yeah. And you watch it and it's the same thing. And I'm, do you know what? The first episode I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this is like, this is a streaming show. Like this is, there's no way that this is not in the cinema. Like it's, it was remarkable. Like this from start to finish. Yes. It's slow moving. But if you are remotely invested into the characters of Star Wars and lore around Star Wars, you are gonna enjoy the shit out of the show. Like it's no, but I, I think I think even if you're not, this is a fantastic introduction yes. to the Star Wars universe because it's yeah. a very very slow introduction mm. introduction, and it's it's written and filmed like an old school western. Mm. It's it's almost not a Star Wars show at all, and that's why it's so good because it's mm. basically this lone cowboy figure that was the 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 trope of so many westerns that's uh, decided to act in in a honorably in a in a situation where he could just do his job and go yep. away. Yep. So he decides to act honorably, and that gets him him into all sorts of shit. And everything that he does, he can't avoid the force putting him together with this mm. thing that he's mm. found mm. and that story is 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 
I think, far more interesting than the, than the Rebels link because if that thing gets trained mm. as a Mandalorian, mm. then it's the thing that I don't want to spoil the story with by mentioning that will end up possibly with the Darksaber. What's interesting now is I'm intrigued to see what the next season or how far into the future the next season goes because technically speaking, if Pedro Pascal's character, I forget his actual name in the show now, if his character isn't a Mandalorian and Din. he was just trained... Hmm? Din. Din, that's it. If he was trained to be or trained in the ways of the Mandalorian... Does that mean we're going to see... No, it doesn't make sense, though, because he, at the end of the season, he was going to take him back to his people. What, it's people? No, he wanted to, but then he was told by that other... the Mandalorian that was making all the weapons that, that, their, that their law and their tradition and custom says that this ch- child has been brought oh, to him yeah. for him to 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 then bring up and bring into the way, right. which is right. nice because these guys are like Mandalorian fundamentalists. They're yeah. not like they're not like Sabine. No, she's like no. a chill out, do some graffiti. Yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. But what? What? Okay, so uh, okay, let's finish Mandalorian. But I uh, I want to talk about Rebels as well in a second as well. Yeah. Um. But. The idea, I would be happy if we didn't see another Star Wars film again. (laughs) If this is what they're going to be like, I'm happy not watching Star Wars films. I would happily watch the series, the animated series, as long as Dave Filoni is helming them all. Like I'm, I'm, I'd like to say I'm done with Star Wars films, but we're at the end of this one. So, you know, we could see something different. I completely understand. I mean, I would like to see a sequel to Solo. Hmm. Um, yep. I think that there's a, a very talented cast there that can do something quite interesting. I'm actually yep. reading the book of that movie now because I just want to, I want to experience it. It's been long enough since I saw the movie that I can now experience it as an independent story, not overshadowed by the, 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 the film. Yep. Um, and I, I'm very, very scared about what mess they're going to make of the Kenobi, Kenobi movie. I mean, it's well, like the people we making the movies just haven't it's read gonna the It's going to be books. a series. It'll be a series. Yeah, it's going to be a series. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be done by um, uh, Deborah Chow. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so she's done uh, The Mandalorian. She's directed a couple of Mandalorian, Mandalorian episodes. Which ones? Yeah, two episodes. So, what, what's what's um, the shock trooper's name? Oh, Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah. Cara Dune. Yeah. I think she's one of the best Star Wars. I mean, uh, setting aside my extreme reservations about some, effectively some rando being cast into it. <laughs> well, she was... Um, Ra- the rando in Mando, which I was very... You know, she was an MMA fighter before. She was Have also in Deadpool. It? Have you seen it? Have you have it? Had you ever heard of it? Uh, she was in Deadpool as well. Well, that's good, but I was very worried because this person is basically—I had no idea what to expect. Yes, 
what I'm happy to say is that so within good. a few episodes, she's become one of my all-round favorite Star Wars characters. She is so fucking solid and confident on screen. She, in, in terms of her acting, her physical ability, the way she performs the choreography is like yeah. on on point. She's brilliant. She should be in. She needs to be in every fucking episode. They should not not put her in episodes. She is amazing. So, you know, she um, wasn't MMA fighter. Yeah, 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 but I mean, you know, many people have, have come from that kind of background and tried to make movies, and it's just a terrible, terrible idea because it's the whole fallacy of just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at this other thing. Yeah, she was in Haywire. Sorry, not side effect. Haywire. Steven Soderbergh. Okay, well, that's interesting. So the point I was making, yeah, great. She was an MMA fighter. I was completely underwhelmed with that description of her career background and choice of her being cast for this kind of role based on that. What people should be talking about is not that she was an MMA fighter because fighting in a real context is completely, completely different to the dance that you put on in in movies Wrestling. and on TV, uh, yeah, it, it, it is. It is double. You know, if if you take someone from wrestling and you put them in a movie, it's going to be amazing because they are dancing and performing. And you know, sorry to keep bursting your bubble and telling you that no, it's okay. not real, but uh, it, 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 that that's the kind of person you want. You don't want someone from a real fighting background. Their their, their method of fighting is going to be boring. What she's good at is emoting physically when she yeah. performs when she performs these these moves uh, mm. she's able to act with an incredible sense of uh, screen presence which was completely unexpected i was blown away uh, by how 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 she did that so yeah um, um what an awesome movable prop she is <laughs> she was great but no <laughs> Oh man. Um can we for a second talk about rebels? Uh I don't think I'm gonna be able to stop you. <laughs> I've been what listening to you and watching your text while you've been watching it. And uh it's great. I mean it's it's great watching someone go through that experience and realise that this series that has no mainstream Star Wars characters is one of the best Star Wars creations out there. Yep. I was so worried. Worried is the wrong word. I was, um, when I, when I started watching it, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it at all. Um, I didn't know what the story was about. I just, I just, I just assumed that it was the, um, kind of the inception of, of the rebellion. And yeah, it was, but it's, it's so much more than that. It is, what it's doing is it's establishing Everything, everybody and everything that comes after it, um, down to the, the mark of the rebellion, which is the, the starbird or, you know, even the Phoenix, if you want to call it the Phoenix, it's because of Sabine Wren that that thing exists and fine. Maybe that didn't, that, you know, that part of the law didn't exist before, but knowing that it does and that it has, that the rebellion has a part of Mandalore in it from its, its, uh, its iconography that to me is, is awesome. Like if you, if you think about like something as small as 
as what Sabine did from her graffiti. And now that's part of the extended universe slash the canon. It's, it's, it's insane. Like this is a kid's effectively, this is a kid's show and things that happened within the show have been involved and now included and will now forever be etched into canon because you can't take out Kanan Jarrus's voice. <laughs> you can't like, that's, that's going to be in there forever. Yeah. And the, the idea that the beginning of the rebellion starts with this show is awesome. And then obviously Rogue One follows that up. And it's like, this is the precursor to Rogue One. It's like, shit, this is just makes it so much better. It's like we were talking about when I finished Clone Wars. To truly appreciate, and if you want to truly appreciate the prequel trilogy for what it actually is, yeah, watch Clone Wars and then watch episode three. Because that is a whole, I haven't even managed to do that yet, but that's a different experience altogether. Because I've seen... Since I've watched clips from episode three after watching Clone Wars and it just changes the, my entire perspe- perspective on it and changes my whole experience in watching that film. Um, knowing what I know from Clone Wars, uh, the series, and then watching episode three is going to be a whole other experience. And likewise with, with Rebels, when I watched Rebels and then I watched Rise of Skywalker... It, that changed the experience. If I hadn't watched Rise of, uh, Rebels before I watched Rise of Skywalker, I, I probably would have walked out that cinema thinking, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I still did walk out I mean, I still, yeah, I, I mean, I, that yeah, I still have, have some of that feeling, but knowing that these guys existed within that world made it tolerable. Um, which, also, who is uh, Jason Sindula? Is he any, is he, of any importance. Jason Sindula. Yeah. Harris Sindula's son. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's a Sindula. Um, the, the, the relevance back to the expanded universe for the Sindula family was that they started the war. It was Hera's dad that started the first rebellion. Interesting. So it's a, yeah, it's a big name. It's a big name. Yeah, because uh, in a mirror uh, of of how certain things happen, ha- things happen. Because it's always always a mirror of stuff that happens in our society. Mm. Um, you know, boy meets droid. Boy, boy becomes terrorist. Yeah. Boy takes down an entire empire. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a, it's a weird dream of many kids in a certain part of the world. I'm sure it's. A, Odd, odd thing to uh, yeah. turn into uh, an internationally celebrated series, but it's a it's a story that's, that's happening around us. Um, yes. Another one is an entire race of people being subjugated as uh, slaves and sex objects, hmm. which is a story of the Twi'lek. Yep, uh, and the Wookies in many ways, hmm? both, and the Wookies as well. Yes, so that's where that comes from. So there's another season of Rebels coming. Is there? It was announced a while back, yeah. Uh, I've not heard anything about it since it was announced, but it's supposed to be coming this year. So new Rebels and new Clone Wars uh, this year, as far as I know. As far as I vaguely remember in the back of my head. So if you can find something on it, that would be awesome, because then it's real, not just me spreading weird rumors. Season five, right? Season five? From a sub, 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 sub Reddit. 
Uh, it'll it'll probably be the proper season because look, you, Clone Wars, you've got a fake season six. Yeah, you've got sort of this weird lost adventures caravan of courage thing that they did. Um, yeah, there's a reference that you won't get. And uh, um, yeah, so there's going to be a proper season six, which might be called season seven if they want to do something weird. But I think I think that'll be good. I think that uh, anyone that's enjoying this universe should just go out and, and do those things. But most importantly, oh man, I fuck, get hold of a VR headset. So I've got the Oculus Quest, um, yeah. and it's the probably the slowest frame rate. Um, headset of the of the decent ones but it's nice high resolution um but it's an all-in-one unit you don't need a, a like a you know two thousand uh, euro gaming pc um Goodness. to make it work it, it's a standalone unit as i've made it made got incredible performance out of it because it's the 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 legend that still lives john carmack um of id that was brought in as the ceo of oculus and people that are from a technical background know that that name is like carries like a, a godlike aura with it um, um so yeah what carmack's done with the oculus is even more impressive than than doom and quake was back when he managed to pull those out of the hardware that they came out of um when you play this game you will put on a headset and it will stand on the bridge of your own ship with the droid piloting it uh and the game works at your pace until you hit certain story points and you move forward, you're free to explore the mini environment that you're in unless it's an action scene. So you're standing on the bridge of the ship. So what I did here in my flat was just, I've cleared everything away to make like a VR space. Yep. And I managed to get the space to be about the same length as the, 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 the bridge of the ship. So that after I, after starting the game, I was just wandering around, picking up the things that putting the helmet on and, you know, going up, you can just walk about the entire bridge. And then the first thing you do in the game is these ships are arriving from a place and you need to get away. So you stand on the thing and you grab the lever and you pull it and you're <laughs> launched into hyperspace. And then you're so, in VR looking at the inside of this hyperspace tunnel, standing on the bridge of your own ship. It's a fucking remarkable experience um, and cannot be described in words or compared to any other existing media uh, or gaming experience I've ever had before. So yes, um, that's awesome. That's an essential Star Wars experience. Um, I, I, I feel for anyone that's a, a fan of this world. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> that's sick. That's just the beginning. The first time you find a lightsaber, you're in because it takes place on Mustafa, yeah, uh, in, in Vader's base. And the first time you find a saber, and you you, you literally have the same Luke reaction where he takes the most dangerous weapon in the universe and points it at his own face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. You just start waving it around and you're like, oh, this is fucking cool. And making, drawing your name on the floor, using the burn marks. Because <laughs> it's all, because it's, it's environmentally interactive. So you can walk up to walls and you can just like burn shit into the walls with a saber. And, and, and like, could you, cool. like say, if you've got, people and things around you could you just like slice them up it's it's generally yeah when it's an action scene yeah that's what it what um how it works uh in a big spoiler you do experience some force powers i mean that's the point of playing a character in a a star wars game um 
and the force me- uh, uh, mechanic is a little bit clunky, but it's mm. it's not bad. You get used to it after a while. Um, it's really fun. It's really fun. Sounds awesome. There are limitations in what you can do because it's also trying to make you experience a story. So right, they've done right, that right. on purpose. Right. But then there's a free play mode, which is just called saber training. Mm. Where you just get waves of things coming at you, and you, oh, just... <laughs> and you can use both your force power and the saber to do whatever you want and to steal with them in any way you want. You can pick one up and you can throw it at a, a sort of a lava surface and watch it melt into another surface, and it's, it's very cool. I really want to play. Um, what's it called? Fallen Order. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I'm not going to get any closer to. Using a real lightsaber than that. So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, no, you will when you get your VR headset. When you buying it? Six hundred dollars. I'm not sure. Do you want to wire me six hundred dollars? Six hundred dollars, man. It's nothing. Okay. Just, just work out how many coffees you have to skip. You mean my one dollar coffees from Tim Hortons that I have maybe two man, times a don't week? Don't drink that stuff. It is just. It was, there's it. You'll get involved in a Tim Horton conspiracy soon, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm just. I don't know. I'm sure there is one. I'm sure. There's one. Is did you get my picture? There's one in Leicester. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. What's it like? I don't know. I just took a picture for you and sent it. Oh. I didn't go in there. I'm not getting sucked in. Why? What? What have you heard? Uh, things. Just tell me. No. Just why? Tell me, bro. <laughs> you know, man, you know. I really don't. Oh, you're talking about how um, its employees are grossly um, mistreated and they are underpaid and it's owned by a Brazilian company and not actually a Canadian company. And they've yeah, taken I mean, that's, a, that's, that's fast food fast food 101, isn't it? Yeah. Cheap labor, treat them like shit. Make maximum. Anyway, this is a different podcast. So yeah, um, uh, Star Wars Christmas Masturbation 2019. That was good. Uh, to 2020. I think that's uh, about the end of that. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be a great year for Star Wars content. Go on. I think so. Um, I'm hoping to see a lot more animated stuff from them. Um, cannot wait for Clone Wars. Uh, though I don't know how they're going to top Rebels, I'll be honest with you. Um and that's it. The next film is out in 2021, isn't it? I or think so. It's going to be more Mandalorian soon. Yeah, that's next week, next year though, sorry. Uh, and I really want to see some more books come out because they've had some really awesome, um, fantastic books this year. Like, uh, I don't know when it came out, but I read Bloodline this year, which was a very, very cool book about uh, Leia coming to terms with her bloodline. Also, Leia was a Jedi. didn't realize that. Yeah, she does all this weird stuff. I mean, that was a nice nod to the old expanded universe, which they ruined, um, because then they suddenly sort of pretended that that didn't happen, but it so did. So that was nice. Um, Alphabet Squadron came out last year, didn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, um, In many ways, it's almost a depressing book, but it it picks up towards the end. It's just... um, it's different. It's a very reflective book. Okay. I mean, I'm excited to read that. I've got my, on my um, Overdrive app, Libby app, whatever it's called. 
uh, is on my hold list. So I'm looking forward to reading that. I'm like halfway through Aftermath right now. So I'm looking forward to finishing that as well. All right. Uh, if you like that, hit subscribe and add it to your collection. We're on uh, iTunes. No, we're on Apple Podcasts. It's called now. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen to it there. Uh, I've been Karan. I've been Kushal. Thank you for listening and see you in another year. Another Six year? Six months? Three months? Damn it. No. People, I don't like people texting me saying, are you dead? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I mean, um, we've, we've, we've recorded two episodes in the last two hours. So, uh, <laughs> you know, suck on that, everybody. No, let's not ask people to suck things. Um, no, okay, all right, cool. I've been going, I've been cool, and uh, see you soon. <laughs>